0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Army's new chief of staff is pledging to put a new emphasis on people, specifically talent management. General James McConville says he wants to capitalize on soldiers' talents by using dozens of variables to measure and categorize their skills and aptitudes. As a first step in that direction, the Army is implementing a new methodology to select its battalion commanders. McConville talked with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu about the new Battalion Commander Assessment Program, or BCAP, and how it'll work. In the Army, the most consequential command uh, that we have, or at least one of them, is, is battalion command level. That, that's a, uh, an officer that's at the 16- to 18-year mark. They command up battalions, and they have a significant impact on our soldiers, non-commissioned officers, and officers that are in their battalions. It's also where we get our future leaders from. Uh, We pick about 450 battalion commanders a year, and we pick 450 colonels a year. So if you make battalion command, you have a good opportunity to be a colonel and to move on to be a future leader. So what we're doing is normally we we pick our uh, battalion commanders by a command board where we just look at their past performance on their officer evaluation reports. Now, we're still going to do that, but in the future, we'll do a screening board, and we'll take a look at their past performance, and based on their past performance, they will be screened into a five-day assessment period where they will go through the Battalion Command Assessment Program, which is a five-day program uh, that allows them to be assessed on their Comprehensive leadership assessment battery, uh, which which checks tests out their 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 ability to uh, lead in, in the future. There's a writing screening uh, test that makes sure that they can write oral communications. There's a, a fitness portion of this to make sure they're deployable, and there's also a board where senior officers get get to see how they interview, and all those come together to give them a score, and that's how the future. Uh, order of merit list we made for the uh, battalion command selection program. So why do this? I mean, what variables do you think OERs are not capturing? In well, when we, when we look at um, the officer evaluation reports and the boards, um, the board is looking at thousands of officers and they get an opportunity to for a couple of minutes at what that officer's past performance has. And, and it's been a good system, but we just want to make it better. And, and that performance will actually be part of the scoring that comes in. So there'll be a certain percentage based on past performance. But I think the idea of actually looking the officer uh, in the eye by general officers and seeing how they perform side by side with their peers will give us a much much better uh,
1: picture of who the future leaders are. Do you envision doing this at at other levels of command, or does this kind of solve the problem since it is the entry point of that pipeline? Well, I think
0: right now we're we're, we're going after battalion commanders. Uh, I could see eventually battalion command sergeant majors, and I could see brigade commanders and command sergeant majors. But what we want to do is we want to try this out, Mm -hmm.
1: uh, see how it works, and then we'll take the lessons learned and go from there. Back in January, I think then Secretary Esper asked the Army Science Board to do a fairly comprehensive study on talent management. So, did did, did some of the science behind this come from that, or you know, how is this informed by by actual? Well,
0: we've had a a lot of um, distinguished. Uh, researchers take a take a look at this. Some from the science board. Um, we've brought a lot of uh, the professionals in from all different types of industries, from how other of our high-tech companies are doing it, and we've brought our officers in and, and we've taken what we think is the best of breed and combined them into a program that's going to pick the, the, the best officers. And this is, we are prototyping this as we work our way through. So we have, we have the capability to try this out and take the lessons learned in each each iteration, we think we're going to get
1: better and better and get into the, the officers that we need to be our battalion commanders. Are, to do things like this, are you leaning on any of the, the new authorities Congress has has been giving you lately, especially in officer management? Yeah,
0: yeah, we are. Um, and and what, what Congress has done is they've recognized, uh, as, as we move into the future, we're going to have skill sets that are not going to form the, the normal linear pathway that we have in the Army, which is, is, is you're required certain gates along the way. And so they've given us the capability to opt out of promotion boards, which will allow officers that want to maybe get a PhD uh, to take the time to do that or want to get develop a certain skill set uh, to do that. We can do direct commissions now. So we have some with a certain skill set, like cyber, one of these very technical skills. We can do what we do for doctors. We can bring doctors into the Army up to the level of, of uh, colonel or O6, and so... This is going to change the way we actually bring people in the army. It's going to change the way we uh,
1: employ them, and it's going to change the way we retain them. And it sounds like what you're hinting at is you start to manage different officer communities differently. Is that fair? Yeah, I think I think it's it's
0: definitely communities, but I I would suggest it's also the individual. So take take a, a, a cyber uh, officer, a non-commissioned officer. What I envision the future, uh, just the fact you're cyber doesn't necessarily mean that all cyber personnel or all cyber sergeants or cyber officers are the same. I've seen it already. Uh, We had a a cyber sergeant who was extremely highly qualified. In fact, they they told me there's only 10 of, of these capabilities in the world. And this sergeant was had the opportunity to go work in industry at a very high salary. And he asked if he, that he to stay in the Army if we could make him a GS-13, which is a mid-grade civilian serve, servant, because he, he wanted to continue to serve. And so we were able to do that. We adjusted our personnel system to allow him to serve in that role because he had the specific skill set. What we want to do is get that specific skill set um, so
1: we can keep highly talented
0: young men and women like
1: that. If some of the stuff that you're starting to dabble in works, for lack of a better word, how does the Army look different 20 years from now? I mean, we can say we'll have better officers, but what does that mean? Well, I, I, I think
0: I think what we're going to see is that, you know, the Army will always be people. And when, when you look at industries going through the same thing, when they're competing for the young men and women today, we, we have to compete for what their desires are, what they want to do. And I, as we've... Um, studied the young people today, they want purpose, they want belonging, and they want a pathway to success. They are not necessarily motivated by salaries, which is different than maybe in the past. So we want to offer them that.
1: And that's what we think we're going to be able to do. Last question on this. Does does the character of the senior leadership of the Army start to look different than it does? There was a photo that that kind of made the rounds in social media last week in the Oval Office. All of the department senior leadership Every single one of them was male, with the exception of one, I think, all white. Whatever you want to say about that photo, I think the thing you have to say about it is that that leadership cadre does not look like our military. It doesn't look like our country. So do you start to get after some of that with this? Yeah,
0: I think so. I I think we have a sacred obligation to make sure that our army reflects the diversity of the country. And first of all, it's the right thing to do, but it's something that we are very aggressively pursuing and... We see in our force right now that you know the the young soldiers and officers that we're bringing in today, they're our future leadership. And as we go through the process, what I want to be able to do is all throughout uh, the the different ranks is make sure that our force remains diverse with the capability to develop those future leaders that are eventually going to be at the top of the Army. Army Chief of Staff General James McConville speaking with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. Check out Jared's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.